You are listening to The Lift Mindset, where we provide an update from the experts. Today we have Sarah and Suze talking about the topic of women and financial planning. They explore how women are often paid less in the workforce and how life events, such as having children, often have an impact on women's financial well-being and their approach to finances. This podcast does not constitute as advice. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm one of the partners working for Lift Financial. Hi, I'm Suzanne. I'm Director of Lift Workwise. Today we're going to talk to you about women and financial planning and why things are slightly different for women. So Suze, do you want to start off? What are the main differences that impact women's financial planning? The main structural differences are that women still live longer. That is becoming less of a difference, but women do still live a few years longer. Therefore, their retirement savings, their pensions have to last longer. But the main crucial difference is that over a working lifetime, on average, women earn significantly less than men. The reasons for that look to me to be structural. Women are much more likely to work part time than men. Some recent stats show that around 40% of employed women are in part-time roles, and that's compared to around 13% of employed men. The reason that women tend to work part-time are because even in today's world, it's women that are usually the primary caregivers, whether that be to children or to elderly members of the family. It's women that tend to take time out to look after family members and to work part-time in order to accommodate the needs of the wider family. And again, that means that they're not saving as much as male counterparts are. So their retirement savings are going to be hit. Yeah, they they don't have the capacity to save as much because they earn less. And whether that's a a single parent or a single caregiver who's unable to earn more because they're having to take the time out for care. Or if it's somebody who, who lives with a partner who's earning more, they tend to expect the partner will save and invest enough to look after the wider family. And unfortunately, it doesn't always work out like that. And a lot of the time as well, I guess people aren't having these conversations early enough they might just be assuming that the other half are dealing with it and then not pull all their finances together until closer to retirement and at that point it's too late to resolve it I think that's absolutely the case and I think there is I have absolutely no evidence for this other than what I've seen over my career in in talking to people about their finances but if you ask a man who lives with a, a female partner they will tend to not have much of a grip on what the daily monthly outgoings are the wife tends to look after that kind of micro level of financial planning so it's the wife that knows how much you spend at the supermarket how much you spend on gas bills it tends to be the female in a relationship who does the shopping around for utility companies or insurance renewals it tends to be the female who's getting the you know the, the best deals and looking after that level of finances but in terms of what the overall plan looks like when are we going to retire how big a house can we afford they tend to be either joint decisions or decisions that are left to the main earner which we've seen for all sorts of reasons still tends to be the male in the family yeah when it'd be better to look at it jointly and holistically and pull everything together what does the household need the family need rather than just one side of it yeah a a financial plan if you've got joint finances then the financial plan absolutely needs to be a joint one 
So Sarah, how do you think a couple should approach the question of the family financial plan? When should they be having that conversation and any tips for how to broach it? Yeah, so my advice would be as soon as possible. You know, if you're living with someone and you plan to spend the rest of your life with them, you've got children, you need to be understanding your objectives, your goals, where do you want to be? How much money do you need? And you need to work together to get to that point. I've met so many new clients who have said, Oh, my husband's got pensions, so I don't need to worry about that. Or even the other way around, my wife's got a pension, so I think it will be fine. Whereas how do you know the other person isn't saying that about you? You know, you need to have that discussion to be saying, right, well, this is how much I've got in pension. This is how much I'm paying in. How much are you? Are you doing anything else? What do we need to do for the kids? When do we want to retire? How much money do we need? And put it all together in a plan. And obviously that's where we can help. It's also important to have those discussions and get that plan in place because you just don't know what might happen in the future if you lose a partner. Again, you just assume that you're going to be okay, but you don't know. You could have less money than you're anticipating. And it's just so important to have that discussion and make sure that you're going to be all right. I guess that obviously also feeds into life insurance and other things, making sure that everyone's protected and looked after. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I always say when presenting, that when people think about financial planning, and this is men and women, they rush to think about investing, but you can't invest until you've got the rest of the plan in place. So you know what you're investing for, you know what your goals are, you know what your timeframes are on accessing money within the plan. But the plan has to start with emergency savings, protection, short term savings before you can get to investing and having that basis of knowing what the household income looks like, knowing what the household outgoings look like and how that fits into your wider assets and liabilities is absolutely crucial. And as as I said earlier, women tend to be good at the details of that rather than stepping back and looking at, right, well, what does that mean in terms of, of the wider plan? You need to have a good view on both things. So as well as knowing what your income and your outgoings are, you need to know what your assets and your liabilities are and understand common goals household goals on when do you want to finish work how big a house do you want do you want the children to go through education what are the costs going to be involved in that that wider plan is the important piece and how do we invest for that is one small detail what's your view on whether there are differences in how women approach financial priorities how they approach savings and investments So I would say that women would look at the whole family. They wouldn't just think about what they need to save for their pensions or investments. It would also be maybe junior ISAs, paying for nursery fees or school fees or looking at the wider thing, which again might impact how much they then save for themselves. Also might lead them to be more cautious because they're looking at the bigger picture rather than just, okay, that's my pension. That's where I need to get to and I need to take lots of risk to get there. It might be more taking more of a balanced and conservative approach? I think my own view, and again, this is very much a personal view, not not a house one, is that men tend to focus on chasing investment return and being good at investing because they're seeing positive returns, very competitive approach to investing, whereas women tend to be much more goal-oriented. So they're thinking about what's this money for? How long are we going to need to hold this money? What are we going to spend it on eventually? rather than just chasing gain for the sake of gain. Do you see particular points in a life strategy where women get involved in investment? I think that's quite a tricky one. There's definitely 
a generational thing. So my younger clients who are females are much more engaged in financial planning in terms of paying into their own pensions and things like that. Older clients may be less so or they don't have as much capacity to because they haven't worked. I think there's definitely an event driven side of it with women where they're forced to take control maybe on death of a partner or something like that where that's an event driven thing. Retirement as well they've got to do something. Yeah I'm just thinking it tends to be where there is a surplus of money where people invest so I'm just thinking in terms of you know is it at the point of retirement is it when money is inherited and even on on divorce are there points where where a woman's forced to take control and make those decisions yes those occasions happen where you've got to take control because and the surplus income point is interesting because women are working part-time maybe looking after children or paying for nursery fees or whatever their surplus income point will be later might not even be until retirement if they were or closer to retirement so it's kind of that point, a later point that they may have more surplus income. Definitely inheritances, obviously, that makes people react and take try and take control after a time. And divorce is a key one, especially if they've had no visibility of finances before that point. It can be really overwhelming to have to now start dealing with it, as it can on death as well. So, Suze, how do we support women to become investors? I think... It starts really early. It starts with financial education. We all know that schools aren't good at financial education generally. I think employers should offer a strong financial education, financial wellbeing package, making it easier to access financial products. Advice is always key. I would counsel anybody who's thinking about investing any money or even starting to think about what's affordable to talk to a financial planner. Financial advice is fantastic. If advice isn't appropriate, then easy access to products, financial products, financial guidance, just having a lot of visibility. And, you know, it's always good to see financial role models. I think especially for younger women coming through to be able to see women who succeeded in the world of investment and have made a financial plan and it's succeeded yeah i'd agree thanks Suze. thanks sarah thank you for listening if you would like to find out more please visit our website www.lift-financial.com or search for lift-financial on facebook twitter linkedin and instagram